superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, man. Who's number four? From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. It's an end around to Debo Samuel coming right, turns the corner. Keyshawn Nixon on the interception. Wilson escapes the sack, throws left side of the end zone. Yes. It's intercepted. Earlier on the show, two-time Super Bowl champion and Greenlight podcast host Chris Long. Coming up, ESPN college football analyst Desmond Howard. Plus your phone calls and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We've had a fun two hours talking uh, about the college football playoff committee final four, their decision, and why I believe they made their decision, what decision I thought they should have made. And Chris Long of Greenlight Podcast discussed that in week 13 with what the Eagles look like, the Niners, and what that win means, and what he thinks the Chiefs loss to the Packers means for both teams. If you missed any of that, we re-air right here on the Roku channel as soon as we are done. Same thing um, for everybody who wants to listen to us on our podcast version of the show. You can get it there. Our YouTube feed has select videos on it. Same thing with our video on demand service as part of our relationship with Roku. As soon as we're done with this hour, Chris Brockman and I stay after class for the latest edition of the Overreaction Monday podcast. So uh, keep uh, an eye out for that in your uh, or an ear out for that in your podcast feeds. And if you you don't know about it already, we're... we're, uh, where where you been? Uh, Brockman and Del Tufo in their usual spots. T.J. Jefferson in his spot. Uh, I'm curious, Chris. Uh, T.J. Um, yes. What were you thinking as a Cowboy fan watching the 49ers dismantle the uh, Eagles? Whew. Seriously. I mean, you know, it was kind of twofold, right? On one hand, you're like, I need to eat like last week with the Bills. I need the Eagles to lose so we can gain some ground on them, right? So you like you want them to lose, but then you're looking at how they're losing and who they're losing to. And as I've said many times, Rich, that Niner hurdle is one that the Cowboys haven't been able to clear lately. So the other half is like, dag, man, <laughs> really? Yep. So you want you know you want the Eagles to lose, but the other hand, it's like, well, in crap. order to avoid going to San Francisco again, you need to have a, a better record than San Francisco. Unless you're not winning your division even with that better record. Does that make sense? Yeah. To avoid going to San Francisco again, you've got to get the one seed. And in order to do that, you've got to have a better record than San Francisco, which the Eagles could have helped you do right here on the spot. Instead, though, the problem is, is you need to catch Philadelphia in order for having a better record than San Francisco to matter. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot, but it's the truth. So now what you got is the ability to get past San Francisco. I mean, past Philadelphia, Philadelphia. potentially by beating them next week. Okay, I don't know what the the tiebreak after after that would be conference record, mm, right? And your yeah. problem is is the is the Eagles conference losses are just one now. Cuz I still can't believe there are other losses to the Jets. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's yeah. the most head scratching you know. result of the season. But again, right. like that, and, that in Carolina beating Houston. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> I, I, I don't have an answer. But like we said earlier in the show, Dallas has a very tough stretch of games coming up. And, you know, there's four games they could very well take an L in. I, so I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be interesting. You know what I mean? Interesting stretch of games coming up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Dallas is uh, Philly, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. That's before ending the season with Washington. So that, that, that's that's it is it is that's a tough, tough man. Look, that's I, tough. I I think you just need to steal yourself that you're going to have to go to San Francisco again. Yeah, yeah. Look, here's the bottom line. The, Unless, the, wait a minute, you you could go to Philadelphia instead again, <sighs> and hope that what Green Bay would knock off 
or Minnesota, where the Rams would knock off San Francisco. Yeah. I, I, I don't look. I, 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 you know, if, we're just concentrating. You know, on the after Eagles a bye, right, right? I don't. I don't. I know you got to take it one at a time. Yeah, but I'm just what I'm wondering. Right head. I don't know. That's where my head would be. Desmond Howard going to join us shortly. Jeff in Texas, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Jeff? Yes, sir. Thank you very much for taking my call, Rich. Been a long time fan of you. Thank you. And your show. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I want to talk about my Cowboys, man. Kind of piggybacking off of what TJ was saying. You know, I kind of feel the same way. Um, as much as I was excited to see the 49ers beat the Eagles, at the same time, once the game was over and reality kicked in, <laughs> it kind of made me feel like the guy on the kickbox move with Jean-Claude Van Damme when he was telling Van Damme when he was trying to look for Tom Poe, hey, you're not good enough right about now. I need all the Cowboys fans to basically punt the brakes, Michael Irvin included. <laughs> because, yeah, they're, they're a juggernaut, dude. I, I, I felt like for the last three years we're probably two players and a coach away from winning it all. But I, as, much I, as, I, as much as it hurts me to say it, it, it that's just what it is. Well, your, your, your coach is dialing up the plays like crazy. This yeah. offense did not look this way under Kellen Moore. And they were the number one offense last year. They've kicked it up a notch. And Dak has kicked it up a notch. And C.D. Lamb has kicked it up a notch. You cannot complain about Mike McCarthy's handling of the play calling in the offense. And he's oh, handed everything yes, off to I Dan can. Quinn. I, oh. I, I, well, let me rephrase that. I, I can. You can. But at the same time, I can't, too. But I also am really concerned about his time management. That's that's the biggest issue I have. No, I hear you. Yes. Time management. I hear you. And as you know, the Clark last couple seasons man. have ended uh, in, in mind-blowing fashion. So I appreciate the call, Jeff. That's Jeff in Texas. Yeah, take it one game at a time, Jeff. I guess, for sure. Um, let's go to Spencer in North Carolina. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Spencer? Hey, fellas. Happy Monday. Same to you. So... I'm still in mourning for my Florida State Seminoles, but I think there's a bigger issue that a lot of people are glossing over. Jordan Travis being injured is one thing, but when Tate Rodemaker got concussed and we put our third string in and won, it almost sends a message to teams that if your star player is hurt and you're riding on winning big and having style points, why not just say, oh, he's fine and he can play? I mean, we saw a similar situation in the NFL with Tua last year where he was concussed, came back in the game, and played on a short week, and then got hit again, and it almost looked like his career could have been over at that point. So now you're putting these kids in a position where they feel like they have to go out if they're injured and play and compete in a game just because Winning isn't enough. You have to win by a lot. And I just think that that's dangerous for the game, especially when we're promoting player safety mm. and cracking down mm. on targeting. And I just don't think it sends a very good message to the kids. I just don't think it sends a message good to the kids that, you know, hey, um, defense, the guy who, who ran your offense um, is out. So sorry. Even though you might be one of the best defensive units in the in the in the sport, if not arguably the best, you don't get to play for the championship. I'm sorry. They, you also don't get an opportunity to maybe you the, Florida State rides you to uh, the championship because we think your offense will end up getting boat raced, and then you're out. I mean that's exactly the way what it was, and and we all understand. Thank you for the call. You know how much uh, money's on the line, and as Chris points out, it's now it's now a television show. So, uh, we saw it coming. I think we talked about it on Friday, right? It, it was easy to see. Once, if the storm once Alabama beat Georgia, you could see well, how it's going to play too. out. Yeah, you, you know? could see it. So, it kind of stinks. It stinks for Florida State. It, it, well, we'll never know. We'll never know if they could have gone on a run. They could have you know, held Michigan off the scoreboard. Look what, look what Iowa did. Honestly, if if they Iowa didn't, didn't give they up, didn't score. If but if Iowa did, I, Iowa didn't give up that. If Iowa would, if Iowa did not give up that huge punt return in the first half, it might have been three nothing at halftime, right? Correct. Might have been. We'll see. Joining us here now on the Rich Eisen Show from College Game Day is one of my favorite people on planet Earth. Uh, he, he he makes me happy. Look at your face there. There's Desmond Howard from <laughs> from uh, from ESPN College Game Day, and of course one of the only few people on planet Earth with a Super Bowl MVP and Heisman Trophy in the trophy case. How are you, Desmond? Good to see you. 
It's always great to join one of my favorite people on oh. earth. And uh, it's always a pleasure to do your show. So thanks for having me, my man. Rich. I'm doing fantastic, brother. I'm doing great. So um, what uh, what are your two cents on the uh, college football playoff committee decision, Desmond? Yeah, well, Rich, I, I look at it this way. I guess I look at it from a, a player's um, lens, so to speak, a former player's lens. And, you know, you you, you have a, a checklist and you're like, Go undefeated, um, win a conference championship, um, play a competitive non-conference schedule. Like that's one thing that we've always talked about. We've talked about people's uh, team schedules and okay, well they have the cupcakes during the non-conference schedule, so they didn't challenge themselves. They didn't play anybody, and that was like a, a real like a point of emphasis a few years ago. And now you have teams taking challenges like Florida State, who they, they play. They play LSU. Actually, they played two SEC schools. They also played the Florida Gators and, and won both games. So it's like as a player, you're listening to all of this and everything you're supposed to do, and as a coach too, and you take that risk, you go, you play LSU early in the season, you knock them off. And you run the table, you 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 win the conference championship, and you've done everything you can do. And it seems as though they keep moving the goalposts. And um, it's just unfair. It's unfortunate because I believe that they did everything that, that was asked of them as a program to, uh, to earn the right. Because, you know, people talk about, is it the most deserving team or the best team? Well, you don't. You don't deserve anything that you don't that you did not earn. If you didn't earn it, then you don't deserve it. So when they start to you know play that word game, I, I'm always of the belief that you know it's it's hard to say the best team because who you think may be the best team, I may think a little differently, right? So that's why you start to come with this criteria and you you have these metrics. So now you start to to look at teams and you base them on things that are similar or things that are common, not just the eye test, meaning I think this team looks better. So I thought Florida State did everything that they could possibly do, everything within their power. I thought that the excuse about the quarterback getting hurt is very weak because it's not like he got in. Well, listen, Jordan Travis went out. We get that. He's not coming back. But Tate um, Rodemaker, he, he was concussed. So I'm thinking, Rich, like within four weeks, he could be back playing. So it's just that, that that whole quarterback excuse didn't sit well with me. Uh, we've seen uh, opportunities in the, in, in the past where a, a team may have lost their starting quarterback and the backup quarterback came in and he played great and they won a national championship. So all of that to me was just an excuse just to get an SEC, an SEC team in the college football playoffs. So I was going to ask you, so you would have you had Alabama out, Florida State in? Is what you're saying? Uh, Florida State would have been a, the, 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 it would have been a flip between Alabama and Texas because both are sitting there with one loss. Right. And Texas beat yeah. Alabama. So, so, but right. honestly, I, I would have thought, and again, just to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm accused of being a homer. Um, it, this is Me nothing. Too. I know that. I, 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 I watch ESPN. Um, so, um, <laughs> used to be on it, um, that, that, that I would have put Texas four, I would have put Texas four, yeah. Florida state three against Washington and then Michigan, yeah. Texas in the Rose bowl, like 2005, everybody forgets Vince Young beat us in the Rose bowl or Michigan in the Rose bowl the year before the classic, uh, USC, Texas matchup in that wonderful house. Um, exactly. so that's, that's what I would have done. Um, if it, for for the right thing, but I understand Alabama is the SEC and that that rules roosts and there you know one of these is not like the other as the great Commissioner Sankey says. I, I hear all that Sesame Street talk, you know. So um, I, I understand. That, wasn't that amazing? <laughs> one of these is not like the other. I know. Wow. But I you know the 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 uh, I I also know that what the magic number is and it's it's the it's the bag that that this sport brings in. I just I don't know, man. That that's 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 what I would have done. Um, so um, what what do you think of the matchups, though? Now that we we uh, we know what they are, what do you got for me uh, bet yeah. between the rose and the sugar here, Desmond? 
Well, let's start with the sugar because I, you know I can't remember a time and. You know, I'm no historian um, where Texas played Washington. Maybe they've played before. I can't remember the matchups. I think that game is so unique and so rare that that's just a beautiful matchup. I mean, those two teams, if they've played before, I don't know when it happened, but it was so long ago that it's good to see those two on the field again um, together. I'm looking forward to that. You're looking at a, a Washington team that people started to really doubt after the First win against Oregon, and uh, Vegas had them down there, 10-point dog against Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. And they went out there, and they out-physical the Ducks um, and won in a convincing way. So that was good to see. Um, kudos to Michael Penix Jr. and, and that team. And um, But then you look at Texas, man, and Sarkeesian, he's a hell of a coach. And obviously, Quinn Ewers, you know, has been um, – you know, last year didn't have the season that he, he wanted to have, but he thought he would have. The kid dropped a lot of weight, you know, started taking his health very seriously, started taking his craft very seriously, dropped weight, uh, married his girlfriend, became laser-focused and committed, and, and came out the first game, obviously, and beat Alabama uh, in Tuscaloosa. And then and got injured a little bit, missed a couple of games. But, I mean, just the transition that he's made – the transformation that he's done from year one to year two as a starter has been incredible, and uh, he has a lot of weapons around him too. So that's going to be a good matchup. And then uh, the, the Rose Bowl. So Michigan's headed back to the Rose Bowl, haven't been there in a long time. And I guess my biggest concern is, um, you know, Zentra not being there, uh, best offensive lineman. And you're talking about a group that prides itself on dominating the trenches. I mean, that's that's Michigan football. They want to dominate the trenches, and this is going to be uh, a tall task based on what I saw against Iowa. No, can't take anything away from Iowa. I, I hope your listeners and viewers that they understand that Iowa is one of the best defenses oh my God. in all of college football. No doubt. Like, not the Big Ten, like all of college football. It is not because – they have like a, a roster, a defensive lineup littered with four and five star players. That's not the case. They're just one of the best coached, most disciplined defensive units you will ever come across in college football. So it's always going to be hard to score on them. The problem is they just don't have an offense, and that's been their issue. So to watch Michigan's offense without Zenter, they had to reshuffle some offensive linemen. Um, was like, okay, they'll figure it out because I think Michigan's a really good um, second-half team. They make great adjustments. But now they're about to go up against um, a different type of animal with um, the offensive line and defensive lines of Alabama. No doubt. So what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to be in Houston? Well, you got four weeks to to, to figure this out, to get the line together. I think that Sharon Moore is – very creative offensive coordinator. Um, I think that uh, having Coach Harbaugh back is a, is a huge uh, lift for the team. But the flip side is that Jalen Milrow. He's so good. You know, yeah, but he's up and down, too. Like, people forget the Auburn game because it was fourth and 31, and they threw a Hail Mary and won that game. Like So they kind of forget the plays before that and how he played before that. So he's a guy who – Man, I mean, when he's hot, he's incredible. But when he's not hot, you know, he's like he 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 leaves you scratching your head. Like, what did what what was he looking at? What did he see? And I do believe that our defensive coordinator Jesse Mentor is one of the best in college football. I don't know if you read this, but after the Ohio State game, mm-hmm. Marvin Harrison Jr. came oh. out and said that he he said that they threw coverages at us that I had never seen before, and that really kept us kind of confused. With that being said, I think that the back end is going to have to really confuse Jalen Milrow, which I do believe that you know they have the talent and the scheme to do that and have him hold the ball till the rush gets there. Now, they're going to have to make a tackle on this man because this dude is built like a linebacker, brother. So <laughs> once the rush gets there – they're going to have to try to bring him down because he um, he's extremely athletic. Uh, like I said, built like a linebacker, runs hard, fast, 
and he's a problem when he uh, when he gets rolling. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so yeah, I I saw that what what Marvin Harrison Jr. said. Michigan's defense treated Marvin Harrison Jr. like the Pro Bowl receiver he might be right now. You know, like that right. that he he's he better get used to seeing that type of stuff because he's about to see it uh, exactly. coming up next year for sure. And so, um, who, who's going to get your Heisman vote, Desmond? What do you got? Well, well, Rich, you know you're my guy, and if there's anybody I would tell who's going to get my vote, it would be you. Okay. Um, um, I have three guys. I, I don't. I tell you this. So going into this, you know, championship weekend, mm-hmm. the talk was about Bo Nix um, and Michael Penix Jr. and how this is going to be a golden opportunity for them one or the other, to separate himself from Jaden Daniels at LSU, who's been outstanding every game this year. Like, there hasn't been a game where he had a bad game. Like, he's been outstanding from beginning to end. And I don't think, you know, either one made a statement in that game. Obviously, Bo Nix didn't. Even in, a, you know, sometimes in a losing cause, like Jaden Daniels, you still can be that guy who people walk away talking about his performance. You didn't walk away talking about Bo Nix's performance in the loss in the Pac-12 championship game. And if I'm not mistaken, um, I think I think Dylan Johnson may have gotten the MVP of the Pac-12 championship game. So it's not like Michael Penix Jr. went out there and lit it up either. So you, to me, those are the three. They, I think they're going to bring a fourth one. That, they, they might just want to bring a fourth one. But those are the three. Um, Jaden Daniels, LSU, Michael Penix Jr., Washington, and Bo Nix uh, from Oregon. Yeah, and no surprise here while we're having this conversation, Lincoln Riley just announced that Caleb Williams will not participate in the Holiday Bowl. Like, that, that is no surprise right there. I mean, he, he's gone, right? I know he said it's a game-time decision January 15th, but he, we're, we're going to see him at the next level next year. Des, right pretty much absolutely rich absolutely I, I don't even know why why they're playing that game like he's not coming out there's no no way he's coming back to us well, he's going back to usc and coming back for another year there's no way that's right. gonna happen okay yeah all right so before i let you go desmond let, let's talk about the third rail here how about the rose bowl you're an honorary captain for michigan and for alabama it's paul feinbaum what do you think let's get him an honorary captain you know he wants it right <laughs> Okay. Right. Am I, am I wrong? You know, he wants it. He's kind of representing it. I'm, I'm, I'm having my fun that he doesn't want it, but are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for if Michigan does win him talking about an asterisk? Are you ready for that? Des? What do you think? Paul Feinbaum is a caricature of a caricature of Paul Feinbaum. Like that's what he is right now. You can't even take anything he says seriously. You just can't. It's like they march him out there, they pull the string in his back, and he just starts spewing negative things about Michigan. So, I mean, when a person does that repeatedly Mm -hmm. and you just know his shtick, you you can't take him seriously. Just take him for what he is. And um, that's that's how I look at Paul Feinbaum. I was actually looking forward. I was on – on Get Up yeah. last Friday, yeah. and I was on with Feinbaum, mm-hmm. and um, they wanted to talk about the FSU, and you know if they even if they ran the table with Alabama, jumped them, or with Texas, and blah blah blah. And because he was in the airport, he had to leave. We couldn't get into like a, a, a discussion because I wanted to talk to him about Ohio State because I had told Paul. I said, "Listen, first of all, on game day when this first when this story first broke broke." And we were on the set, and everybody's talking about this and talking about that. I said, you know what, guys? I said, if there's a, a, a silver lining to all this, I said, moving forward, there are no more excuses. That's right. I said, Purdue. I said, Penn State. Michigan State first. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Michigan State was that night. Exactly, Michigan State. But, you know, you know, they they, they came out and said they, they thought about canceling the game, and, mm-hmm. and then they started to huddle up, whatever. So I said, listen, but these other teams, they got time. Like, they have time. If they need to change their signals or whatever they need to do, they have time. So because they have time, there are no more excuses. And not only that, you had Purdue, you had Penn State, you had Maryland and Ohio State. And then 
the, the, the Wolverines played their toughest part of their schedule with an interim head coach. So I, got, I said, well, what's the excuse now? Like I said, I want to tell Paul, at some point, Paul, you have to just admit that they're a pretty good team, that they execute very well, that they're well coached. Because you have no other excuses. So well, that I, was the beauty of it, and I, I didn't get a chance to – I got robbed of that opportunity. Well, But that was exactly what I would have told uh, Feinbaum well, because – because it's true, it's facts. Well, I feel like you know, I'm put on my glasses. I'm a follically challenged Jewish man. I feel like we're we're. You, you, I'll be a surrogate. You know, you could just tell me what you want to tell Feinbaum. But in all seriousness, it's kind of funny, Des, because when it first came out, he thought it was a witch hunt on Harbaugh. He actually said he those words. He yep. said the words that it was a witch hunt on Harbaugh. What is this thing? And then. I don't know. He must have learned something, or to to kind of flip the script, and now it's yeah. uh, so. Just get ready, get ready, because it's SEC versus Harbaugh and Michigan now, and now yeah. like this is it. Like it's it's the lone SEC team left. That's his part of the country, and it's yeah. Jim, which is like waving a red flag in front of a bull. I can't wait. Yeah. They got to get you and Feinbaum together, you know, for as honorary captains. Guys, let's do it. <laughs> I'll work on that. <laughs> okay. And, and, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, my my uh, first Rose Bowl that I covered and last and only was Bo's last game at the Rose Bowl. Okay. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, you played in that one, right? Like that you, you, you yeah, started. You, that's yes, when sir. you started. That's when you finally started to get get going, you know? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit, a little exactly. Bit. Yes, sir. And, you yeah. know, and I think Jim's last Rose Bowl uh, was his as a my, my freshman year, his senior year. I don't think he's co- he hasn't coached in it. He hasn't been there. It's all like yeah. he never went there to Stanford. Obviously, not with Michigan yet. It's going to be right. great. It, 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 I I can't wait for it. And I assume you'll be out here for it, right? Yes, sir. Right. I definitely. Will I got to see you. I, I got to see you. I got to see you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on, Des. Really appreciate it. Uh, Rich, thanks, my man. You're the best. Thanks you for having me. Art too. At Desmond Howard. Go check out Des on all his social media feeds, the one and only. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Do I look like Feinbaum to you? If I, if I suit and tied it up and started talking smack? Uh, I think Feinbaum's about 165, maybe. You'd have, you'd have to drop about 40 pounds. I got, you mean I've got a few on him? Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to go. I'd, tell tell I'd, the tape. You got put all it, the advantages. Tell the tape. <laughs> so. Introducing first. Fighting out of the red corner. Reach, height, weight. So you're saying that if there was a follically challenged, if there was a Russian nest doll of follically challenged Jewish men who talk in front of He's a microphone. of you. Said, oh, so you un... Yeah. yeah. You, you screw top me and inside is fine bound. I think, well, there might be a few other people okay. between you and Feinbaum. Didn't but yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mean Gene wasn't a Jew, was he? Uh, Oakland? Oakland? I don't think Let's so. Okay, just just checking out. I All just right. don't like the you know we got our people got to stop fighting, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Oh gosh, we'll take a break. Phone calls. Uh, speaking of fighting, I mean Big the dumb. officiating again. What is with Steeler fans? They want Tomlin out. Is what you're saying? Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... 
the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. What's the most pissed off you made Nick Saban? Ever. Oh, when I took the sack second and 26 <laughs> in the national in championship. <laughs> you mean the one that you immediately made up for with an amazing play yes, that sir. puts you on the map? <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that, that sack? Yeah. Okay. That was the sack. So um, walk me through how that, uh, how, what he said to you, if you can, in a, in a certain way on a live yeah, well, radio I, TV broadcast. I mean, I could only see it on camera, you know, um, how mad he, he was. That was probably the most pissed off, though, I, I, I think he's ever been at me. <laughs> he, was, he was squeezing his headset so hard <laughs> and then um you know like it was hard because the emotion was like so mad to so happy you know so fast for him and you know we got into the locker room when everything settled down i mean he was still still the same coach you know yeah. he pulled me to the side like what, what were you thinking you know um, so like after you sack. won, after you won the game, mm -hmm. and you picking confetti out of your hair, he still took a moment yeah, in that being, moment to revisit yeah. that sack. Yeah, being who he is, I mean, you know, he he pulled me to the side. And he said, you know, well, why did you take the sack? Right. You know, and I, I thought it was a good time to joke with him. You know, so I. <laughs> I mean, we, we won the national championship, so I told him, I told him, well, you know, we, we needed more room to throw the ball, coach. You know, and, like, he looked at me, and, like, I was laughing. He's like, that's not funny. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I didn't know what else to do in that situation. I was like, okay, I, I'm sorry, coach. So I shook his hand, and he just moved on. I was like, oh. <laughs> like, oh, man. That's amazing. I wow. love that story. Yeah. That made my favorite story the whole week. So you just figured, yeah, hey. I was like, yeah, oh, maybe. Want it? Yeah. <laughs> Thought it was a good time to joke, but it wasn't. Wow. Yeah, nope. It's never a good time, I guess, in that respect. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Radio Network back on the air. Rich Eisen Show desk. That's where I'm sitting. Furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Kenny Pickett is having surgery on a high ankle sprain. That's the old, uh, it seems to me, the old tightrope, right? Tightrope. To get you back soon. Yeah, yep. Which means it'll be Trubisky versus Zappy. Very peppy. <laughs> Thursday night matchup. Zappy v. Trubisky. Nobody asked for this. No. You know what the total is in this game? Um, what do you it? mean total? I mean, like cereal? I mean, total points scored as, Fiber predi count? as predicted by Las Vegas. Can we guess? <laughs> is it very Iowa-like? Uh, can yeah. I? Thirty-two, right, thirty and a half. I was going to oh, say thirty. I was going to say thirty. And guess what? About the under. Have you watched this Patriots team play? They cannot score, and now Ramondre Stevenson is out. Cannot score. What are we doing? I mean, it's just. Well, first of all, let's let's uh, let's hit the Steelers first. All right. And they then we'll get to the Patriots. They can't score either. We'll get to the Patriots first, because the Steelers are in a position for a playoff spot. Currently, you're five seed right now. They are. I, I get, and their defense I get they is terrific. Right now. They are, they are, they are. And so right now, in the wild card spot, this is wild. In the AFC, we're entering the season. We were all talking about how deep this conference is and tough the conference is because of how many terrific quarterbacks there are in it. Yep. And the wild card quarterbacks at present are Pittsburgh's Mitchell Trubisky, <laughs> Cleveland's Joe Flacco, and Indianapolis's none other than the man himself. Say it. I know you like saying his name. 
tell you about Gardner Minshew. That's it, baby. <laughs> Let me tell you about Gardner Minshew. And he wins it in overtime in Tennessee. I mean, dude, that's. I would have been. You can't make it up. Can't make it up. And so Pittsburgh has an opportunity to still make the playoffs here. This is why they hold on to Mitchell Trubisky. This is why you have it. And the Jets are now on to quarterback. Who knows what? That's why you have him. And this is exactly now taking on New England here. And then I see them in Indianapolis for a huge football game between the two. In week 15 in the middle of the NFL Network Saturday triple header. And this is where the rubber meets the road as they then take on Cincinnati at Seattle and at Baltimore to end it. And this is where you will watch Tomlin do his finest work. I know the offense stinks. I get it. (laughs) And you're feeling how great it was, right? And Arizona comes in and beats you up in your house. And the number of times, the number of times we've seen coaches get on the hot seat because Arizona comes into your house and beats you up. That, That got Mike McCarthy, if you remember. It did. Arizona went into Lambeau, beat the Packers, and they told Mike, we're done. Adios. See ya. They did it to him again. Because of that. Yeah. It's happened before. And if Steelers fans, I'll say it one more time. If you want this to be the moment the Steelers finally get rid of Mike Tomlin, you are out of your freaking minds. I will tell you this. We're hearing what? Seven to ten jobs are open right now yeah seven to ten and you can hear about the hot coordinators and you could hear about my coach at michigan jim harbaugh whoever might be if this guy is put out on the market by the pittsburgh steelers everyone will be falling all over themselves and whatever the steelers are paying him right now he could double it i'm telling everybody that in the same way you might not want to hear it in the same way brockman doesn't want to hear that quarterbacks who are less than are going to get market value just because it's their turn and it's their time mike tomlin is one of the best coaches of all time you will see him in the in in the hall of fame one day it's going to happen oh his bust is going to be amazing it's going (laughs) to happen we're going to see it steeler fans i know you're very disappointed with that loss and you can't believe what this and that the other thing is Hey, Pickett may not be the guy. It may have to take some time. Not everyone's apparently Jordan Love. Can you believe I'm saying that? But Took three years. Or Stroud. They, they gave him a 99-yard touchdown to Arizona. That's kinda, I know. That's kind of rough. I know. It's, listen. Not in your drive. I know. Drive. I know. I saw. Part of me, like. Get out of here. With that what, would be like, yeah, I'd love to see Tomlin Please. go. Just to see all these fans who I personally know some and I've read Steeler Twitter oh, all the time. Would you rather be the Carolina Panthers on Coach Seven in what three years? Uh, no, like, but, but, but again, it's just they, they, they're 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 sick and tired of hearing the same cadence from the same person, with the results being just enough to make the playoffs and not go on a run and watching the. Yeah, three the Chiefs do what they're doing years. and seeing what the Bills doing what they're doing and even the Bengals are doing what they're doing. They got to get the quarterback right. And I don't know if Pickett's the right guy or not. Yeah. Unfortunately, Pickett's going to be out for the next couple of weeks at least. But just watch. This is when Tomlin does his finest work. I can wind up being proven wrong with egg on my face, but I think they win this week against New England. Then we'll see what happens in Indianapolis. Yeah, I don't have any doubts that they're going to win on Thursday, but they don't look like a playoff team right now. That's for sure. Well, they're in the fifth seed right now. And then there's your Patriots, Chris. They got it done yesterday. How many? I know you say they got it done (laughs) because your memo is the memo is tank. And I told you the last organization (laughs) that will tank are the New England Patriots. They they will not tank. Belichick is not going to sit here and think, how are we not going to do this this week? My game plan is to just look good. Get me some style points, or if we ha- if there are any, and then let's just mm. be done with it and keep losing. Those style points in a range. The Crafts are not sitting there next to Sean McManus of CBS or whoever else is going to be there, Bon Jovi or whatever, and they're not <laughs> flying all over to Germany. Mark Wahlberg. I'm telling you, when I saw them in Germany, they wanted to win that Germany game so badly. Yep, seven points. They don't want to tank, and I, I, I kept thinking to myself, and I'm seeing Sully and Fitz, in the uh, in the in in the crowd there cheering as Zappy was leading them down the field. Sorry, uh, I, I I get it. They're not getting the memo either. Now at one point the Panthers did get the memo, which was to 
start winning some football yeah, games. Yeah, they took the lead. They took the lead in Tampa, and oh. then and then they 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 didn't focus on the memo. Well, Mike Evans took over. So, you know, and then the Cardinals they got the memo. They won in Pittsburgh. Start winning you needed games. that, right? Start you needed games. them to win games. Oh, right? Pats are number so two now, baby. I believe perhaps part of the reason why you're seeing this up and down performance from all these people you need to work together <laughs> is that we keep talking about a memo, but it's not actually in black and white. Maybe <laughs> Did if that's you get the, that memo? If that's the issue, <laughs> that we now have created one for you. Oh, Rich Eisen amazing, Consulting, amazing. unbeknownst to you, there it is. <laughs> Did From, you see the memo about this? In a Tank LLC. That's tremendous. That's what we've called it. That's tremendous. There you are with your mug, with your arm leaning on the... Uh, RJ, you can come in here and hand out the... Uh, hand out. We've actually we've, printed them out. The RJ LLC. is handing them out. Right, right. Rockman has one. RJ, hand one to... Right, to this to, is tremendous. Hand one, hand one to... Wow, to the, my gosh. TJ yes. needs a memo. From the desk. So no, we've now officially got the memo, Mike. Now is when you actually could do the drop. Go Did for it. Did you see the memo? Now you've seen this? it. Okay, we're going to read it out. Oh, this is fantastic. All right. From In a Tank LLC memorandum <laughs> from the desk of Chris Brockman to the Patriots, Panthers, and Cardinals. Yes. <laughs> it has come to my attention that not everyone is on the same page to make my clear agenda a reality. <laughs> New England must lose every remaining game, and Carolina must win at least one more, if not two. <laughs> The Cardinals could keep keep on chopping wood like they did in Pittsburgh. Your immediate attention and focus on yeah. this crucial matter is an absolute must. Time for everyone to cut the crap. <laughs> Thank you, Chris Brockman. Well done. I mean, uh, did we find your voice? I think I think you did. And let's see how Earth responds to that. We'll see. <laughs> because we're, we're number two now. So you're two. We're locked in. You to, need you need Carolina. But to get Caleb, we need Carolina to win a game. Or two. So <laughs> this is great. Did by the way, did RJ get your sta- his stapler back? Because I think your stapler's yeah, yeah, yeah. right stapler, there. Yeah, okay, yeah, there stapler. So it's really good. Me on uh, hey Lumber. Peter, man. There Lumber. you go. Did Lumber. you get that memo? There you go. We now have it. Well, we have it. Well done. We now have it. It's fantastic. And I think this. We'll, we'll see what happens from here on out. Unfortunately, though, the <laughs> Patriots do not like your memo. They don't want to <laughs> hear from your well, memo. Tough. Belichick finds none of this <laughs> humorous. <laughs> at all too bad because it's it's as bad I, I i can't believe we're in this position i simply cannot and now i mean it's going to be zappy short week in pittsburgh they're going to come and decapitate him <laughs> yeah you know and pittsburgh can't score this is going to be another one of those 10 to 6 games you know, the Patriots, did you see, uh, we had talked about before, uh, teams were 50-2, and two, you know, mm-hmm. uh, allowing only 10 points and winning the game. The Patriots were the two losses. Yeah, I've got those numbers here. Now, for the first time since 1938, a team has given up 10 or less in three straight games, lost all three. We're yeah. setting records this year, the baby. The last team to do it, the Chicago Cardinals lost four such games in a row in 1938. Well, it might happen again. The, the last time the coming. Patriots were shut out twice in one season was 92. Is that Dick McPherson? Wow. 92? Nah, he has a computer in front of you. Well, I'm, you're asking me. Belichick's never been shut out twice in a single season. <laughs> First time in franchise history being shut out twice at home in a single season. That was they, Dick they don't, McPherson. Yeah. They don't want any piece of this. The Crafts want no piece of this, and notice Belichick. Guess who they want a piece of, though? Caleb however. Williams. I get it. Caleb Williams. We'll so see. you got to keep losing, man. Well, you now have a memo. Stick to the game plan. From in a tank, LLC. In a tank is, is, is well done. Okay. You're welcome. See, RES Consulting working for you, even though you don't know it exists. Get me that cable, Jay. Did you see the memo? Thank you very much. <laughs> Let's take a break. Phone calls to wrap up this program. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. That's funny. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. All right, uh, before our radio audience returns, Ken Tulo of the Rich Eisen Show staff has phoned in because he has some expertise of security on the sidelines uh, to talk about what went down with uh, Big Dom on the sideline in Philadelphia. What's up, Kenny? You there? How are you doing, Rich? What, is, what, 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 uh, what perspective can you offer us, sir? So okay. this is my – I moonlight on weekends, uh, Rich. Uh, RE Consulting has expanded to RE Security. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's my first season doing on-field security for NFL games at SoFi. Mm-hmm. So I, I tell you, I have a lot of respect for all security personnel now, having worked it in terms. It's really exciting. You know, you're in the mix, but it's grueling, you know, being on your feet for all day. And, you know, also you're in harm's way, you know, in terms of field incursions from fans and also players crashing into the sidelines. You guys are talking about that a little bit. But with, uh, with Big Dom, you know, and for my training, your main job is to protect the players and coaches from the sidelines, uh, uh, from field incursions on the sidelines. It's not to be a bouncer at uh, a club down in South Jersey. Like Mike, <laughs> he was. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. You know, yeah, you, you're not breaking up fights there. And your main job, you're not trying to be part of the uh, uh, part of the game. You don't make yourself part of the game. I know. Know? know. I'm sure he's miserable today that he's being discussed. So, do you think the league's going to come down? On the Eagles? Big Dom's in big trouble. <laughs> okay. He's in big trouble today. There's no doubt about it. I would be surprised if he's anywhere near the sidelines the rest of the season. Yeah. He's I wouldn't be surprised either. All right, Kenny. Thanks for the time, brother. Appreciate it. You got it. We'll chat again soon. It. See you, Kenny. Yeah, I feel See the same Kenny. way. Kenny the cleaner. Yeah. Kenny the cleaner. I'm sure Big Dom is not a happy camper today. Yeah. At all. Tough spot. Do you think? They have it right in front of them. I mean, you just... Well, it's in, not like it's the biggest is, NFL audience of the yeah. year. Oh, wait a minute. An instinct took over. Pretty much is. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone, including tonight. Every Westwood One broadcast, the NFL is live on the NFL app. You can get it by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate stations, digital platforms. Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner in the booth, me in the studio. For free and get in the zone with AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Um, let us go to Rooster in Austin, Texas. What's up, Rooster? Hey, how's everybody doing today? What's going on, Rooster? Hey, Ben. Hey, last time I called in, Susie was at the desk furnished by Granger, so I finally get to talk to Rich. Um, I... Congratulations on your Wolverines and our Austin. Yep. Texas Longhorns. Congratulations to you. Yeah. I'm calling about my 49ers dismantling the Eagles. I knew it was going to be a blowout. Oh, well, I mean, you should have called in before then, Rooster. I mean, Chris would have loved that. I know. I would have not bet the Eagles. I'm doing these e-bike tours down here. Everybody loves these tours, so I couldn't call in. But I'm definitely calling in today. And thank you for having me again about the Niners and TJ this is going to be the first time I'm rooting for your Cowboys next week there you in go. my life strangest bedfellows man beat, <laughs> yeah we need them to beat the Eagles and copy exactly what the Niners did there you go but he, I, I, thanks I hope, for the call they, rooster I hope they have the tape rooster yep he's he, he just gave you the rope with strange bedfellows strangest right. strangest yeah. bedfellows because you're rooting for the Niners yesterday I mean I can't say that with, uh, uh, well either way uh, either way you know uh, it's like me watching Ohio State and Penn State I was rooting for a 0-0 tie well, Ohio State and Notre Dame I'm like can we yeah. you're rooting for the meteor I, I was rooting I know and instead <laughs> I got only 10 meteor men on the field <laughs> um, Derek in Missouri you're on the Rich Eisen Show what's up Derek Derek, you there? Hey, Rick. Once again, how are you, sir? What's on your mind, sir? Well, I would be hoping I would be calling you once again after a Broncos victory, but that was unfortunately not the case right. yesterday. You got to give Houston 
it's uh, credit where credit's due. I mean, CJ Stroud is becoming a real deal, no doubt about it. But once again, I'm with you on a Monday discussing the uh, officiating in the NFL. After what we saw last night in <laughs> Green Bay, the game was great up until his last two minutes. That was wild. I, I, I mean, the cl- Pat Mahomes gets hit when he's inbounds. They call a flag. And you see two of, if not the worst, not pass interference calls, hands down, so far this season in my mind. I mean, it's getting to the point where I feel like I'm reliving 2012 all over again, but it's officiating with the replacement refs. Derek, I appreciate it. Thank you for the call. I, I, I don't blame you for feeling that way. And we discussed it last week with Dean Blandino here, former head of NFL refs, now Fox Rules analyst, even Stone Street, Eric Stone Street, diehard Chiefs fan, saying that he sometimes texts Roger Goodell about officiating during the games. I'm sure, you know, he might have reached out to who he refers to as the goods last night when there was no flag on the clear, clear pass interference on Marquez Valdez-Scantling, which would have put the ball inside the five and Mahomes having a handful of shots to score the touchdown that would lead to the game-tying two-point conversion. But no, didn't happen. Now... I keep saying this, replay assist, I don't know when they don't chime in for some reason. They'll chime in to say that knee was down, oh, that butt was down, that this was down, and then when something like Mahomes happens on the sideline and, you know, there's a flag on the play, replay assist when there's a flag on the play should chime in and say Mahomes was inbounds. Pick, it up. Pick up the flag. Yep. And the way to do it is you get in the ears of the officials. They're already huddling up to discuss it. Give them an extra 10, 15 seconds. Certainly when their clock's not rolling, that's exactly when replay assist should chime in. Clock's not rolling, flag on the play to pick it up. Not when the clock's rolling, like say when there was a clear um, moment where there was an out-of-bounds play in those last two minutes as well where the officials stopped the clock and the clock should have kept rolling. You right. can't chime in there. And, you know, you can't chime in when there's no pass interference when there should have been a call because we got rid of that a couple of years ago. But you sure can chime in to make at least one of them right. Especially when it was a huge moment in the game. And Justin Herbert must be sitting at home like, what gives? I got blown up when I was way out further out of bounds than that. And yeah. you didn't call it. And my offensive lineman who was sticking up for me gets called for a 15-yard penalty. Ridiculous. And that's another thing. Like, Isaiah Pacheco gets ejected from a game because of a sequence that ensued after Rasheed Rice's butt was on the ground, but the replay is there, so the officials let it go, just in case that was a fumble. Yeah. So shouldn't whatever happens after we go and replay and say the play ended with the butt down, that anything that happened after that is completely yeah, thrown just, out too? Just men in, men in black. I don't know. It, but again, replay assists should be there. And the league should absolutely use it for something like the Mahomes play. And the pass interference play, I don't know what to say. The whole country saw it, and it's unfortunate that they blew it. And the refs have got to ref better. I don't know how to do it. I don't know know if to make them full-time, year-round, what to do. But that was pretty brutal. We'll be back to wrap up our Monday show in a moment.